Hello, everybody. This is Mike Van Meter, and this is Recovery is Possible. And this episode of Recovery is Possible is brought to you by Retreat Behavioral Health, where there are endless possibilities for recovery. Retreat provides quality care at their leading mental health and substance use treatment centers, which are designed to offer patients truly personalized and comprehensive programs that are tailored to their needs. Retreat Substance Use and Mental Health Treatment Centers in Palm Beach County, Florida, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and New Haven, Connecticut do everything in their power to ensure that patients receive the highest quality treatment in a safe and comfortable setting. So reach out today at RetreatBehavioralHealth.com or call at 855-802-6600 for more information. And today, I want to talk about something that is very important in recovery, and that is the power of becoming a whole being. And that's really what we want to do in recovery is become a whole being in body, mind, soul, everything, physical, emotional, mental, in all of these aspects of our life, we want to become whole. And so how do we do that? So part of Sane and I actually talk about this in an interview that we did, and she's interviewing me, and she's talking about her own um, spiritual journey. And then I talk about my recovery journey. And we have this discussion about how important it is to become a whole person. But really, you know, how do you do that? So we talk about that in this episode, and I know that you're going to get a lot out of it. And please share this with everybody that you know that needs to be in recovery. And this also applies to people that know someone that needs to be in recovery, and they're having issues themselves as a result of that. After all, uh, people that are living with those that have addiction issues are suffering as well. And they are are also powerless over their loved one's use, but they need to take care of themselves as well. And this episode is going to help, uh, really help those people think about and have tools on how to help themselves. So here we go. This is an interview that Aparna Sane and I did on the power of becoming a whole being. I know you're going to enjoy it. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. How are you? Yeah, it's nice to have you back here. Mike and I uh, run our shows back to back together on Fridays. So as always, and we bring you some what I what we like to think is some interesting topics. Um, today, we are going to be exploring the whole concept of the divine feminine and the masculine energy. So this came up because I was teaching a class and I this week I've been pretty busy in some live events but I was teaching a class on um, how to kind of work through some of our more subtler energies things like um, softening things like you know our intuition uh, our creativity um, being able to tap into a lot of the subtler sides of all of us humans and one thing is that one of the ways to do that is through the feminine energy. But what happens is because people think of feminine energy as female and male, so we, we get right into those gender roles, it, it kind of gets diluted. So what feminine and masculine and that balance, that balance is called wholeness. And that wholeness resides in all humans, whether we're man, woman, whatever that may be, whatever race, color, gender, it's all, all of us have the capacity to operate as a whole being. And this is why in yoga we say that as a human, unfortunately, most of us are only using about 
10% of our actual potential because the rest of it, that other dormant energy that we that goes untapped in most people is because, or I should say it's not absolute all the time, but most of the time in our life it goes untapped because we are not doing enough to balance our masculine, feminine, and create a sense of wholeness within ourselves. So when I learned this whole concept, I it wasn't something I learned theoretically, nor did I actually even believe all of this stuff until I felt it experientially. I had a deep spiritual awakening when I did a practice where we were awakening what we call the kundalini energy. And that is that serpent energy that rises from the lowest chakra all the way up and above the crown. And to do that, your first step is to balance that masculine and feminine. So I had no idea that I was so out of whack. And I, I had been working in a corporate job for like 15, I guess at that time, maybe just 10 years before. And I um, didn't realize that when you we are in our headspace and when we are in that go, 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 which I, I'm going to call uh, masculine way of being, um, people that are type A's like myself are very comfortable in that space. So even even to this day, for me to go into a high charge mode of being a type A personality that I am is super duper easy. It doesn't take much. And it's, it's my natural state. <laughs> but to balance that out with the feminine side of my being and become whole took a lot, a lot of effort for me. In fact, so much so that I actually had a lot of inflammation on the right side of my body all throughout many years. I, people called it endometriosis. It was basically like little, little inflammation that I could feel because it was a little painful throughout the right side of my body. And I had it for so long that it was just like a dull pain. So I didn't think about it until I embarked on this journey of yoga and my kundalini awakening and then I realized wow it feels much better when I don't have this pain and I feel more whole and so then uh, when I came back to the U.S. after some of this I, I noticed that it, the pain had come back and I thought oh my god I gotta find a way to really balance myself out and I did that through most of the practice of uh, meditation and breath work but and also really balancing my chakras I really jumped into it because I, it felt me it made me feel like I came alive so this is a very very long intro here but what I'm trying to talk about here is the power of being a whole being and that's when you start to optimize all of the more subtler chakras right so if you're looking at it from the chakra system we get up from the lower three chakras which we call the survival chakras the the root um and uh, yeah the 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 base then the um the sexual energy then the um muladhara which is the the uh, naval energy. So all three are the basic survival, the sleep, food, sex, um, the all the desires and all of those kind of money, all that kind of stuff falls in the lower three chakras. The upper three chakras are the more subtler energy. So then you get into the heart, which starts to um, bring you up a level. And then you get into the throat, and then the crown chakra, and then the one right above the crown, which is unseen and you know 
it's the one above um, to your to your higher higher self. So anyway, so those are the the that's kind of a simple description of what's happening here. We're rising up with through our chakras, we're balancing our masculine and feminine energy, and we are becoming whole beings. And there's a whole movement around whole leadership. So I guess this is why this question came up the other day in one of my classes. So with that, I invite Mike. I don't know. <laughs> I did a lot of offloading of content here. I wanted to see if there's something he wants to share about this. Yeah, there, there's a lot there. And I think that this is something that you have to explore when you get into recovery, which is you know my realm. But I think for just people in general that – these are things that most people don't look at, and I think that most people don't. However, you mentioned being a type A personality, and but as you know, the the world that I've I've come from professionally, you know, my world. You were in the corporate world, which can be very, very type A, very, very driven. You know, and I come from the the military, law enforcement, FBI world. Uh, definitely, that I used to joke that. Um, the type A personality in our office was the weakling. You know, it was usually type AAA personalities that were there. <laughs> and we laugh about that, but there's also a lot of truth. I remember one time my wife came with me to work. She had never been to an FBI office. And she was always like, she was always telling me, you're like, you got a unique personality. And and uh, it's just like this just really unique thing. And then she came to the office when we had some sort of a function. And she came and she met all of my coworkers. And we were driving home and she goes, you know, all those people are just like you. They're exactly like you. And I Triple said because type A. I right. like that. I had never heard that before. So we were all, you know, kind of the, the same way. Now, for the job that we were doing, it's a, a good trait uh, for your job. Yeah. For your life, it's a horrible trait. Exactly. And because we're not people that are attuned to what you're talking about that wholeness you're you're pretty much driven to be one way mm-hmm. and and again it can be uh, in our life you know there's there's traits that we all have that are helpful but can also be damaging at the same time and we run into that a lot but i will tell you aparna that the, the concepts i've never heard the things kind of described the way that you are describing them mm. but there really is a movement in uh, the first responder world, particularly law enforcement and military world, and I think the military has actually done a much better job than law enforcement has to really tie into this because people are beginning to realize how unhealthy living that unbalanced life is in long term. Very yeah, much and so. I was going to say, you know, a lot of, especially in the in the corporate settings, I, I've heard, or even in some of these law firms, people say, we, you know. It, employers prefer their employees to be type A, and they would even prefer to be triple type A, right? Right, Empl- like where I came from. Prefer it. Right. Yeah, and I think, but I think that is actually very short-sighted because yes, you can, you know, burn those employees out and then people, mm-hmm. I, I've had a, a partner at a law you don't firm live say long. to me. You yeah. don't live long that well, way. Well, and people yeah. say, you know, oh, well, if we burn them out, we'll hire another, there's another batch coming right after them. So, uh, from, you know, they're like... We used to joke in our office that if you died right there at your desk, they would just wheel you out and roll, roll it out. Not, Again, yeah. you know, they always say there's there's an element of truth to every joke that is said. Exactly, But we right? used to joke that about ain't... that all the time. They would just wheel you right out of here and Ex- bring the next and one And it's in. true. Yeah. It's one of those... Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's a large element of truth yeah. to that joke. And because people, and that's what was cr- causing a lot of that callousness, right? Mm-hmm. And people sense that, right? So 
most businesses, I, I mean, now it's getting better, but at the end of the day, you it, it is that way. Mm-hmm. You die in your in your jobs, they're going to wheel someone else in, and he, they're probably going to be younger you're not, and possibly smarter. You're not vital to... Okay, I know yeah. a lot of you that are still working, particularly those of you that are in these agencies that I came from, you think you're indispensable. You're not. Yes. You're so, not. Yeah. So, and that's why, you know, that's why one reason I'm so surprised um, that people put, I mean, we, it's great to give everything you've got to the work you've got, but if you don't balance yourself out, mm-hmm. that falls on each individual. At the end of the day, your health, your longevity yeah. is your is, business. Just like in recovery, in my recall, I always tell the patients, at the end of the day, your recovery is yours. Yes. Nobody else is getting you recovery. If you do not take care of yourself, no one else will. Because nobody else cares about you the, the, in the workplace. Especially the personal recovery piece. Yeah. Personal healing piece, actually. It, not just in recovery, but in general, I think. In, in general, everything it's about your health. our yeah. own responsibility. Right. And it goes far beyond now. Implore, you know, we get things like organic lunches brought in, or we'll get like a subscription to Calm and Headspace, and we think we're... And so they're checking their boxes, <laughs> but are you checking your own? That's that's a very good point. And I do I want to make this clear that I I appreciate the fact that employers are more sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. I I get that. But you can it's kind of like what you and I talked about when we were talking about diet what 2 weeks ago that I can know how to diet but I have to do the diet. Yes. And so your employer can come in and and provide these tools to you, but at the end of the day they're tools. You can use it or not. You can hand me a hammer, it doesn't mean I'm going to use the hammer. But that's that's really what that is. But that's you know here's an interesting thing that when it comes to um, people that retire from a law enforcement job, do you know that the life expectancy of a person after they retire from law enforcement is five years? Did you know that? No, I did. Five know years. That. Now I'm, I guess I'm pretty close to the end because <laughs> I retired in 2019. <laughs> that's pretty short. That <laughs> it is, is very short. Scary. But it's because these are the type A. The, the people oh. were trained to be one way, but they've never thought of. Expansion, balancing, yeah. you know, and by then you're probably in your 50s and 60s, and this accumulated stress and not living a healthy life, not living a balanced life, it catches up with you. It catches exactly. up with you. Exactly, and you know, and balance goes beyond nutrition and mm-hmm. even exercise because this kind of balance that I'm talking about, a lot of people do work out. So especially in the military, right? Mm-hmm. People work out, so you are healing your, you're keeping your body healthy, but. Your energy is still not balanced. Mm. You're still not tapping into and allowing that subtler part of you to move through you, right? So Mm -hmm. it just gets dormant and it gets stick, stiff, and it just doesn't serve you, right? So you don't, you're not balanced. So if you, if we cut ourselves in half, which I, I guess I wish there was a way for me to show that when I was going through this because I did have that pain just on that right side mm. and then the left side was fine and it was just always amazing to me. I could see it deep in my meditation but I could even feel the pain normally and I was amazed at the fact that it only stayed on that one side so I was using one side of my brain basically more than the other clearly and so what ends up happening in my case I noticed that I was actually bullying like my my type A aggressive side was bullying the more subtler softer feminine side of myself right so there was that war going on I know it sounds weird. It may sound hokey pokey. Yeah, that inner battle. And we all have that. There is that inner conflict. And that sometimes manifests in anger. Anger is one big way that it manifests. And I, I actually love the emotion of anger because 
Anger is a very strong emotion, just like love is a very strong uh, and powerful emotion. So if you are angry or you do have that anger, you gotta, it's an indication of something that needs to move through you, right? To release that anger and work through that. And we have a specific set way of working through that through, um, some of the, um, you know, the, the, the practices through that Kundalini and through the, uh, some of the yogic practices. Mm. We have a way to work through that inner anger because we all have ha- a dormant parts of ourselves mm-hmm. that are not being voiced, right? Just like I felt like my the subtler part of me was being bullied by the aggressive part of me because I was always go, go, go. I want to get there. I want to achieve this. I need this amount of success. I need this amount of money. And so when we get into all of that, that inner conflict, that's what makes us really... Um, that makes us sick in a lot of ways. Yeah, it yep. manifests in alcoholism, uh, food addiction, uh, addiction of all kind. Nowadays, I see people try and dealing with it through a lot of plant-based medicine. You mm-hmm. know, it seems to be the wonder cure for some of this, and it does work, but it also still numbs you out to a large extent. Right? But you're not dealing with the problem. You're not dealing with you're, the problem. You're you're uh, you're masking the problem. You're yeah. uh, putting that superficial Band-Aid on it, but at the end of the day, it's going to keep coming back if you don't deal with the, the cause. Yeah, and you know, the the <clears throat> thing about that is also with this plant-based stuff is people like, the best example of this is Steve Jobs. He actually um, has been known to do a lot of plant-based medicine mm-hmm. and all those things when he was trying to be more creative, right? So people say, oh, I can get in my creative state uh, by being high being on pot or whatever however they're getting to be high and then so what you're doing right there is tapping into some of the subtler energies the creativity the ability to let go the ability to be childlike and playful and fun and all of those things you're all of a sudden tapping into except that you're using an artificial substance Mm -hmm. to do that and so to avoid that or how to get away from that and what if you could be like that all the time without any substance at Mm -hmm. all Right. So that's the key. And there and it's very much possible. And when I learned that, I thought it was like the biggest breakthrough in the whole wide world for me. Like I was like, oh, my God, how do I keep staying in my heart space? Now, there are tools out there um, just for for the sake of people who are listening and who want to try some of this. One tool that you can use that is pretty commonly available is Tai Chi, Qigong. Those kind of tools really help you, um, and they're breath-based, but there's also movement in that, and that's a very subtle movement, and that allows you to tap into some of the subtler energies, like the creativity, the... Uh, I personally love both Tai Chi and Qigong. I actually teach some of it in some of my classes. And I think that in a corporate setting or in any high-stress environment, I think it's really important for people to take the time to balance that way. And then also, of course, meditation is the wonder drug for all of this. And if you can meditate at least you know 10 to 15 minutes every day, then you are giving yourself that break and you're allowing yourself to just come to wholeness and stillness and then go into whatever states you're going to naturally go into. I didn't feel that when I came back into a corporate setting that meditation, um, I have a really long practice, but I didn't feel that was enough. I felt like I needed more throughout my day just because I was so wound up from my work. So I would actually recommend people do like a little three to five minute practice throughout their Mm. day. 
so that you can actually, even just if you find stillness and just observe your breath or go for a walk or do all of these subtler things, connecting with nature is another good way to tap into some of those subtler energies mm-hmm. and creativity. So all of these things, intuition, creativity, those are two really good tools, no matter what job you work in, to be able to tap into for yourself because it saves the, you a huge amount of work. So for example, I used to work in corporate sales and I did really well with my type A personality. But now I look back and I think, God, if I could have really used uh, my, my uh, intuition more and more, and if I had used my creativity more and more, I would probably achieve like thousand times more than I did with a whole lot less effort. Mm-hmm. You know, so learning to say no, learning to see where you really want to tap your energy into, as opposed to just, you know, one of my example that I use for people is we want to put everything under the kitchen sink in our to-do list. Every day we'll set, we'll be like, okay, I need to do this, 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 this. And then those items continue to keep transferring day in and day out, day in and day out. And you're still looking at the same items and it makes you feel not so good, right? It's like... God, I wish I could do more. And that creates more stress. Mm-hmm. So instead of that, examine, re-examine your to-do list and really look at if it's been sitting there for like three weeks without me really doing something about it. Is it really that important? Look at the why. Is it really that important to me? And then keep it if it is. But a lot of times it's not. We just want to kind of put it out there because it would be nice to do or my friend is doing it and I wish I was more and I wish I could be do- doing and you know for me for years it was social media i mm-hmm. wish i could do more social media yeah. well and i was like well i don't know it yeah. i'd have to learn it and f- first of all it's not that hard yeah i never made it a priority until now and now i have a much you know first i dropped it because i was like look this i'm just not taking this on at all mm-hmm. and now i it's time to come back so um here we are, and uh, Mike, any thoughts you wish to share? No, those, that's a great topic, and in fact, uh, as we lead into my program, you've given me a whole host of things that we're going to discuss, so looking forward to it, and uh, this is all really good stuff, guys. This is this is really, really going to help all of you uh, prolong your life, prolong your health, and your happiness, really. Absolutely. And, you know, and more, lots more to come with that, lots more to share. Thank you for always joining us on Mindful Nation Radio. We are here for you, and we look forward to always having your feedback. And um, you can reach out to us at mindfulnationradio at gmail.com. We cover a whole host of topics, and I and I wish there was a way for us to bring you some of these practices that you can actually play with on your own. So if we had maybe on YouTube, I could start sharing some more because now I am embracing social media like, mm-hmm. like not, not, you know, now I'm taking it on full on. So mm-hmm. whatever I can do, I am starting to do. So I've entered into the something that was done many years ago now, but I have fully taken it on and I'm also taking on um, a lot of embracing of artificial intelligence and seeing what that means for um, mindfulness. And that is something I got inspired to do after being in a conference uh, just yesterday and I started playing with it. So tools like, you know, ChatGPT and others and there is a whole host we can learn from the technology or from artificial intelligence and 
there's a lot of nuances in there, subtleties that we can bring as a human to make ourselves better humans. So anything that makes us a better human, I am all for. And hence, I'm taking this on. So there's more to come on that. And um, with that, we are going to be concluding our show. But I will give Mike an opportunity to talk about recovery as possible. Thanks, Mike, for joining us. Thank you. I always enjoy it. Do you want to say about recovery is possible and how we can get a hold of oh, your show? Oh, absolutely. You are on many platforms. Yeah, so we have the show coming coming up here uh, next, so please stick around and we're going to continue this conversation. And um, my podcast I have is called Recovery is Possible. You can check it out on any platform that you listen to podcasts on. And we also have a website, and that's VanMeterWellnessSolutions.com. VanMeterWellnessSolutions.com. Take care. So that was my interview with a Parnasane, and the discussion was on the power of becoming a whole being. And I know that was information that's going to help you if you need to be in recovery, or you are in recovery, or if you have a loved one that needs to be in recovery. So the power of becoming a whole being. So please use the information that we provided today. Help yourself, help others, because we are really in a crisis right now in this country with addiction. And now more than ever, do we need to have these tools available for all of us. So with that, folks, this episode of Recovery is Possible was brought to you by Retreat Behavioral Health, where there are endless possibilities for recovery. Retreat provides quality care at their leading mental health and substance use treatment centers, which are designed to offer patients truly personalized and comprehensive programs that are tailored to their needs. Retreat substance use and mental health treatment centers in Palm Beach County, Florida, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and New Haven, Connecticut do everything in their power to ensure that patients receive the highest quality treatment in a safe and comfortable setting. So reach out today at RetreatBehavioralHealth.com or call at 855-802-6600 for more information. So with that, folks, you take care of yourselves, and we're going to talk with you soon about recovery, because recovery is possible. If you work it, you can do it. I'll talk with you soon. Take care.